0: Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back to Drink Less, Live More. We are going to be talking about mindful drinking today. I know I have had episodes previously around moderation, and really I have a big question mark whether or not moderation is really a thing. That is just semantics, so using the appropriate language to describe what it is we're doing, I think uh, is really the more powerful part of this. So We're gonna talk about mindful drinking today and kind of what I have learned and how I've evolved through my own relationship with alcohol. I always wanna remind people that I'm still learning this too. And so I may be a few steps ahead of you, I may be even a few years ahead of you because I started exploring this a couple of years ago, but that doesn't mean that this journey's over. I'm still kind of figuring out what it is I want my relationship to be with alcohol what's really working for me, what doesn't work for me. And some of that just takes some experimenting and, you know, figuring it out. So I want to to have you all keep that in mind. I always find it difficult to connect with people that are like, oh, I got it all figured out. Everything's perfect over here. Um, Why haven't you gotten there yet? You know, I mean, it just feels like, okay, I just, I can't connect to that. Right. Like I can't connect to the idea that That this person that I'm following or is you know uh, guiding me along the way somehow has something I don't have, you know. Like I just think that just adds more shame. It doesn't open the door for self compassion, and that's what I want to do in this space for sure. So before we jump into the mindful drinking topic, I'll kind of share just a little bit of my story and how I came, you know, to that terminology. I do want to talk a little bit about Sober October. So we may be a few days into that. Some of you may have decided to jump on the Sober October train, which is awesome. Um, And if not, that's completely fine too. You know, I watched people for years before I decided to actually pull the trigger myself. And so just watching and learning as you're going, I think is really value add too. So if you decided not to do a Sober October or take a break, no problem. Just keep following along. If you are just starting sober October I want to remind you that uh, it does get easier so that first you know week or so or even sometimes the first 14 days can be tough especially if you're a daily drinker your body is still just physically adjusting your nervous system is adjusting your hormones are, are adjusting you know they're suddenly like wait a minute <laughs> where the heck is the alcohol we've been getting every single day and so it's going to take a little bit of time so you may feel like shit before you feel better. So I just want to throw that out there. And it's just a reminder to kind of push through that, you know, first seven to 14 days where it doesn't feel so good. And you're going to start feeling more emotions, depending on how much you were drinking. So you'll start to feel more of those, you know, negative emotions, and you'll feel like you're like a crazy person with the swings back and forth of, you know, um, of the emotional highs and the emotional lows, it can be a hard space to be in. So I just want to tell you, I, I'm not that far away from uh, taking that break. You know, it's just been a couple of years and I remember that. I remember just thinking, oh, how long is this going to last? And I started reading some things and, you know, reading Quitlet and I was like, okay, this makes me feel better. All of these people are telling me this is not going to last forever and it does get better. And that has been true for me for sure. So just hang in there if that's where you're at. And if you're just uh, watching, just keep on watching and listening. And maybe there will be a time that uh, you're ready for it. So that's okay. So let's jump into kind of that mindful drinking versus moderation. You know, on social media, I get this comment all the time, especially from the sober community. Moderation isn't a real thing. You can't tell people they can moderate their alcohol. And I really, truly do. Like I mentioned before, I think it's just using the the wrong language. To me, when we say moderation, there are very few guardrails around that. That just feels like my version of moderation and yours is going to be completely different. So, you know, I may have somebody that says, well, I moderate my alcohol and I only drink on the weekends, but they drink a bottle of wine every single night on the weekends or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, whatever that, that might be for them. That might be moderation for them. For me, moderation might mean something completely different. It might mean, you know, only drinking occasionally. And so like that, those are big differences for some people it might mean, only having one drink every single day, you know? And so, like, there's just – it it just feels like there's not enough guardrails around it. It feels too subjective and, and that people can sort of have their brains talk themselves into, well, this is moderation for me because I used to drink this amount and now I drink this amount. So, yeah, I still don't know if moderation is a thing. I have an episode about that um, from a while back. I still don't know if that really, really does work for people. I'm certain there are people that it does work for. So – Um, I'm not here to say it can't be the correct terminology for you. The terminology that I've been using because I have incorporated some alcohol back into my life. And, you know, I had that episode this summer about like, yeah, I was drinking more and kind of incorporated it back in. It was kind of scary. I was learning a lot. You know, I really learned that I often drink to fit in, which is really interesting because I've been tackling that one more and more and just being willing to be like the outsider in the group. Um, so I would say mindful drinking, um, just makes a lot of sense for me. And when I think of being mindful towards anything, I really do this with food as well. Um, when you're being mindful, you are being intentional. So you're really not just like, you know, opening the bottle of wine and just plowing through it and not even knowing what happened by, by the end of the the bottle, you know, you don't even know how, how you got there. Um, you know, I think it's being very intentional. I think it is also, uh, paying attention. So being a great observer of what is going on, especially in our bodies and how we feel. Most of us have turned that completely off. So I know until I started my journey, just back to myself and who I really am, you know, seven, almost eight years ago, Um, I had totally shut off what my body was telling me. I mean, I just like, she doesn't have anything to offer me. I'm not going to listen to her. I just shut it all off. So when I started practicing, okay, I'm gonna start listening to what my body has to say here. That's when I started getting more mindful and more intentional with what I was doing, what I was putting in my body, how I was taking care of my body, all of those things. So I'll give you an example. I know I like, personally, I like when people tell me examples of how this applies to their real life. So I'm going to give you an example of what mindful drinking means to me and how I practiced it actually a couple weeks ago. So, um, we went over to a friend's house. They have a little outdoor movie screen and they invite us over, you know, every once in a while we have the kids watch a movie and the grownups get to kind of hang out, you know, have a cookout and all that fun stuff, s'mores, all the fun stuff. It's a lovely thing to do, especially in the fall time here in Indiana. So, uh, the first thing I want to say about this event, because it was definitely something that made me feel very loved. Um, For the first time in a couple of years, my friend that invited us over accommodated my alcohol free lifestyle. So, he said, You know, you've been doing this for a while. And I just thought, Hey, if I'm going to go to Total mine and pick up beers for everyone else or stock the fridge for everyone else, why wouldn't I go into the alcohol-free aisle and get something for Rachel? I know she likes IPAs, so maybe I can find something that she would be interested in. So he went and bought me some alcohol-free beers, which was the first person in two years that has ever accommodated this lifestyle, which we can get into like I, you know, I, like, I think why it hit me so hard is because there's been times that I have gotten into like, people don't care about this, or they think it's stupid, or they don't understand it, or they don't love me, or they don't support me. And I don't think that's true. I actually think that many people in my life love and support me through all of this. They just, it's new to them, right? And so it's been two years now. So this friend was like, yeah. I got you this, this brew dog, um, IPA. And I was like, I mean, like I got teary eyed and I told him, like I told him, I said, you're the first person to accommodate this lifestyle. And it is really meaningful to me. I mean, I tearing up right now talking about it really meaningful. So keep that in mind that as you continue on this journey, people will start to to pick it up. Like they'll start to figure that out. And if they're caring people, um, they're going to accommodate you eventually, you know, which is really cool. So anyway, there's that. So anyway, he said, well, I also know you really like pumpkin beers, which I do. So this time of year, I'm like, oh, I need to have a pumpkin beer, an Oktoberfest beer. And I love it. Like, it just feels like, I don't know, comfortable to me. I love it. So, and I love like all the the fall stuff. So he bought some pumpkin beers too. And some other people, you know, were drinking those. So I was like, you know what? I am going to have one pumpkin beer and then I'll switch to the alcohol-free. So I'm drinking this pumpkin beer. I'm like three quarters of the way through it. And I'm like, damn, I am feeling it. Like, I mean, I was, I was really feeling it. And it had been a while since I'd had anything to drink. So kind of made sense. You know, I hadn't had much to eat that day. So I was like, I think I need to stop. Like, I think I need to stop drinking this. This is really hitting me hard. And I was even noticing like in the conversations I was having, I was getting less clear. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I don't like that. So that's part of the mindfulness of like paying attention to that. So I quit about three quarters of the way through. I did look at the alcohol content because I was like, hey, like, what's the, the the ABV on this thing? Holy crap, I feel it. And it was uh, almost 9% alcohol. So I was like, oh, well, there we go. That makes sense. Um, so, you know, I stopped about three quarters of the way through. Um, and I switched to the alcohol-free beer. And so um, that was really, you know, what I would call being a mindful drinker because I was paying attention to how it was affecting my body um, I was paying attention to how it was just affecting me and the conversation and my experience in that moment. And I was like, okay, that's enough. That That's enough. So when we think about that mindfulness, that's really what I encourage you to do is to really just pay attention to how you're feeling, how you're feeling it in your body. Um, I actually woke, I didn't sleep as well that night and I woke up in the middle of the night and had a little bit of anxiety about some of my kids. Like it's always that when I, when I drink alcohol, it's always like, oh my gosh, my kids are dying for some reason. (laughs) Um, it's awful. If you're a mother, you get it. Like it's awful. So, um, so anyway, it was interesting that, that, that one, you know, three quarters of a beer that was high alcohol content. So we have to consider that affected me that much, you know, like, I was like, ew, I don't like that. And I felt just a little bit, more sluggish when I woke up and, you know, it didn't impact my day greatly. You know, I, I did all the things I wanted to do that day, but I, it was noticeable, right? So I was really attuned to what was going on there. So that is what I would consider mindful drinking. And that is kind of where I am today. That's the terminology I like to use versus moderation. Cause like I said, it just doesn't feel like the appropriate language to use, um, with what I, I am currently doing. And so, um so yeah but honestly mindful drinking because I did have that experience and I didn't feel quite my best and the pumpkin beer is delicious but you know it was kind of just like was well, that really worth it? I don't think so. You know I've never once woken up in the morning and regretted not drinking, but I have had many 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 occasions where I've woke up in the morning and really regretted even having one drink or more. So I find that to be interesting because that's also sort of paying attention, observing what's going on for you. So um, with mindful drinking, because it does tend to impact my health and just my overall well-being, that also just means that I don't really want to drink very often because I'm being very mindful about it. So, you know, it's it's really been uh, been good language for me to use. It's been a good strategy, strategy for me to think about it from how is impacting me. Um, Let's really look at the data, which I have at my absolute fingertips, uh, because I know exactly how I feel I'm in tune with my body. I know exactly how this is affecting me. And so that's really important. So if you're like me, who sort of has shut off her body or listening to what it's saying to you, I get it. It was a long journey back for me to kind of understand what my body was telling me. But quite frankly, I drive most of what I do from my body. Like, what is my body telling me? I heard somebody say not that long ago, is it a full body yes? And that was my favorite because I can tell you a handful of experiences that I've had that are full body yeses. One of them was jumping out from a very lucrative career that I had. I mean, the sky was the limit for me in my former job And jumping out and doing this new thing and learning how to build a business and learning how to coach. I mean, there's an art to coaching. It took me three years to feel really confident in what I do and I'm really good at it, but I was not good at it the first few years for sure. So I would say that that is is something that also comes to mind of like that was a full body yes, like full body. Every time I thought about it, I wanted to jump up and like skip out the door (laughs) to go do this thing that I was so excited about full body. Yes. So listen to those full body yeses. I think we also can recognize our full body knows I can recognize when my body is just like, like I do not want to do that. I've never felt more energy drained out of my body. Um, I do something called the body compass, which Martha Beck teaches us as we go through coach training. And of course other people have done body compasses too. But we sort of do a scan of like, uh, you know, worst worst thing that happened to you, probably not the absolute worst thing, but something that was pretty bad thing um, or one of the best things that has happened to you. So we can kind of scan your body to see how that feels. I slouch down, my shoulders go down when I am having a bad experience or my body is telling me, no, do not do this thing. Um, I can feel the energy just like get sucked out of me. Like I always say, I feel like a deflated balloon. And that is... Always a no. So if it's not a full body, hell yes, then it is a no. So start to pay attention to that if you were like me and kind of shut off that part of your intelligence. We got to keep that in mind too. Like this is part of how we are intelligent is by listening to our bodies. We're so intuitive, especially as women. And we got to listen to what our bodies are saying. Our brains steer us in the wrong direction all the freaking time. Um, and we've been trained to think that that's the only way to to, to do things is to think through them. Um, the emotional component was a big component for me. So I had to learn that one too, you know, and it was like, cause I had shut that one off. I had been trained for so long that thinking logically was the only way to get through life and what a load of shit. Like that steered me in the wrong direction so many times it still does. So keeping that in mind that I do think that's an important thing or aspect about us that we are able to turn back on and that's not easy. It takes some time It takes some healing as to why we turned it back off in the first place. And when we can turn those back on, that's when we're real powerhouses. We can balance those three centers of intelligence and we can really truly learn to thrive and get all of the information that we have at our disposal instead of just using one way of being intelligent. So have a week. Think about what mindful drinking might mean for you. Like I said, if you're not in a sober October situation right now, or you're not taking a break from alcohol let's just start with paying attention, right? Like, let's just start with paying attention when you are drinking. What are the impacts? That is part of mindfulness Mindfulness is paying attention, observing. So let's just start with that. Like, maybe that is the homework for for this current space and time that you're in. You know, you're clearly curious or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Um, So maybe right now is just a time just to observe, experiment, pay attention, um, and offer yourself some compassion because you're still learning like we all are. Have a great week. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded of new episodes. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place.